Hi guys, this is JT, obviously, and you're listening to Figuring Out Wokeness. I wanted to cover a couple topics today. Um, first is the myth of the good cop. I also wanted to go over the union boss um, from New York, the police union, um, his rant, which I'm sure you might have caught on YouTube, um, Instagram, or Twitter. And I also wanted to talk about and examine the whole idea of defunding the police. So Actually, I'm going to do this a little bit out of order. I'm going to first talk about the union boss. Um, For those of you who caught it, it's all over Instagram. um, There was a union boss out of New York City who, despite that the videos of cops being um, aggressive and trying to run over pedestrians, um, he decided that he was going to stick up for his cops, which, you know, sounds good. But he got out there and he decided to just rant. And he brought up a couple points which show that the mentality of some is not changing despite the protests, despite the um, looting, um, despite the anger. Don't care. Um, The reason why I say that is because one of the points that stood out to me in his rant is that he could not believe that there were black mothers who were scared for their children to walk home from school, not because of, you know, someone being aggressive or trying to sell them drugs. They're worried because they're a potential threat, seen as a potential threat from the police. And so he went on and talked about, like, he could not understand, you know, he kind of was like, oh, come on, please. And then he went ahead and he talked about, like, the three-plus million encounters that they have that are positive. Uh, You know, I think his talking points are skewed. They sound good. And I I understand that he's trying to make their point. But let's be real. Different communities are policed differently. And yeah, you might have had three million positive interactions in some communities, but you have one community that is uniformly unhappy with how you police their neighborhoods. And I think he kind of missed that point. What kind of, he definitely missed that point. And so he talks about how like his cops deserve respect, that the job is hard and it's dangerous. And I couldn't help but wonder, given the calls for defunding or um, dismantling the police, why he wasn't even talking about reforms. Like he wasn't like, okay, my cops behind me don't represent um, the cop who murdered George Floyd. No, he wasn't talking like, he was talking about like, listen, like, that is a bad apple. The rest of these people are fine. Why are you lumping them all together? Which brings me to my second point that I wanted to talk about today, which is the whole myth of the good cop. I know first reaction might be, of course there's good cops. Of course there's good cops. I think the percentage of good cops are very, very small in this country. And this is the reason why. Even if you're not the cop that puts the knee on the neck, you're the cop that watches. And that incident just happened to be caught on film. I'm sure there are many, many, many policemen many, many, many police women who can attest to at least seeing a colleague use aggressive force or seeing a colleague behave inappropriately with 
a citizen. I'm positive. And if you saw that and you didn't report it or you didn't stop it, being a police person in this country, then you're now a bad cop. There is some complicity that allows certain quote, quote, rogue cops to take it to an extreme and then to see it be put on camera for the world to see that this is what happens on a regular. I also think that certain police precincts have a horrible culture among them where they're all participating in this bullshit. I don't think you have no precinct where everyone's hands are clean except for maybe one or two and and they're just not saying anything about those one or two. No, I think the the problem is more pervasive. Otherwise, we would not have all the video compilations of police brutality against not just blacks, but also white protesters. They could not keep it together, the police that is, for even the week of the protests. You would have thought, given the scrutiny that they're under, that they would be able to rein it in if, there, if, if the situation wasn't out of control. And so for him to sit there and talk about how his department and police everywhere deserve the utmost respect, I would say that that respect has to be earned. You are a public servant and your public isn't happy. That also brings me to the whole idea of defunding. Again, without with the whole rant that he gave, very few things, being a police union representative, the head, you would have thought he would have been talking about like, listen, we're going to reform in this way and this way. We're going to ask our members to do this and this. We're supportive of um, maybe anonymous, uh, which I'm sure they have. So I'll take that back. Let's be real. There are calls for defunding the police because former reforms have not worked. They've done bias training. We still have people beating ass in the street. They've done cultural awareness. Still can't get past those racist roots. So people are kind of tired of hearing, oh, we're going to do reforms Because reforms aren't working and very few reforms that have been in the past have, what am I talking about? Very few. No reforms in the past have brought accountability for when ultimately one of your police officers commit a crime. That's not happening. And so I've also been paying attention to the whole idea of defunding the police. And let me say that I actually agreed with defunding the police but not with how it's being talked about. I think the fact that it's being reduced to one word, defund, and that it's not being coupled with the principle of defund and reinvest. That's the two things that are being talked about. Defund and reinvest. And when you reinvest, those communities are saying like, look, there are black communities all across the country that the population have has gone up, but yet public funds have only gone up. That public funding that they pay taxes for 
has only gone towards the police department. Education hasn't gone up. Mental health services haven't gone up. Um, social services haven't gone up. But the police always in that community end up getting their money. And that's why there's cries for defundment. However, I think they have to be very careful, the activists, by saying, yes, it's defunding and reinvestment. It should be that in a black community, given the racist uh, police practices that are being brought in those communities, that there should be an alternate number if you have a mental uh, illness case or a domestic violence case, or there's something that you need handled with compassion. If it's not someone breaking into your house, maybe it should be something else that addresses more of the root of the problem. And that's what de-investment talks about. I also can't really even shame people who are tired of, of tired of like just seeing armed men constantly intimidating their communities. You know, like that police union boss can't imagine that black mothers would be scared in a city that instituted stop and frisk. If those communities want a small police presence in their community because the police are just as bad as the bad guys, that is up to that community. And yet I hear people, and I hate to say it, it's not typically people of color who are like, well, 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 uh, you know, uh, defunding the police, what I, I need them. Look, if you want community input, into how they're policed, that has to put everything on the table. The other thing too, is that I do believe that we're at a point where defunding just, even if you're just saying like, look, defund the police is on the table because people are so tired of milk toast ideas and milk toast solutions that are not bringing about change. I am again concerned that they went with one word instead of two, because I believe if you explain to the whitest of white person who has even a shred of empathy for the situation, and you say like, listen, our community has gotten no social services, no mental health care, no education investment, no after school program, but guess what we got? Extra cops. That can't work. It isn't working. We want their budgets cut in half. I know that there's going to be a backlash because that means there's some people who are going to lose their jobs. Guess what? There's probably some people in many, many police departments who need to lose their job. I'm sorry. No other industry works like this. You could not be a teacher, hit a kid, and keep your job. You couldn't. You couldn't. And you couldn't go, well, that student was a threat to me. No one's going to let you keep your position. They would immediately fire you. I've seen it. I've heard it. And if you're a teacher who hit a kid and covered it up you would be fired too and yet the same kind of respect for the people who you are serving is not extended to law enforcement that has to be questioned and that's what people are questioning whether or not police forces period can come far enough to actually be partners in solving this problem I think the consensus of many communities is no. And that union boss going off on his rant in the way that he did 
confirms that they're correct. So I believe right now is a time for everyone to understand that radical change is going to be necessary in order to solve this problem. And it might be defund and reinvest. It might be proposals like the Zero Project. Take your pick. I don't believe one solution fits for every jurisdiction and every precinct around the country. But when New York union bosses get up and don't seem to understand as big as that union force is in New York City, when that boss doesn't really understand, then we have a problem with letting police unions and police um, personnel be part of the solution. It may be time that their bosses, which is government, is part of the solution, which is why I do give it up to the Minneapolis City Council that nine of their members were strong enough to form a supermajority and say, listen, we're going to dismantle the police. This is where George Floyd was killed by this police department that, yes, has many, many problematic racist roots and many, many systematic um, injustices involved. We have a culture that obviously lets people have 16, 17 violations, complaints, and that they're still on the force, whether they're, whether they're reprimanded or, or disciplined or not. They said enough's enough. And I was disappointed that the mayor of Minneapolis came to a Black Lives Matter and didn't have a clear agenda for the people he was coming to speak to. He was coming to apologize. Apologies don't get it done. Appreciate it, but what else? And I I have to give it up to them that I was glad to see them boo his ass off because you should have came with, okay, no, I'm not for defunding the police, but this, I got a 20 plus point plan of what we're gonna do. And maybe that does include defunding a little bit Maybe that does mean diverting some funds, but he just had no answers. And again, these are your constituents that you want to vote in. You don't have, you know you're coming to a rally and you don't have the solutions in your hand, in your back pocket. You just come with an apology. Nobody wants to hear that. Like we're past that point. That We want to make sure, and that community I know for sure wants to make sure, that another George Floyd doesn't happen. And another George Floyd doesn't happen with your apology. So I've been like kind of absorbing everything that's been going on and seeing how the pieces fit together. What's going to happen next? Who knows? I know that even the Minneapolis Nine who are on the city council, they admitted that they're still working out the details of what this will mean. So I encourage those activists and protesters and those members of that community to continue to pressure your elected officials. It's one of the reasons why local voting, like when you vote and you know who you're voting for locally, it matters so much. I know there's a lot of attention put on, you know, the presidential or the Senate races or even the House races, but who's on your city council? Who's your mayor? Who, he, who actually deals with the funding is also equally important. For you guys who are listening, I thank you so much. Appreciate your time as always. Please hit me up at JT, obviously, on Twitter. 
Let me know what you think about the episode. Let me know what your thoughts are. Are there any initiatives that you wish were put in place? If you're not for defunding the police, what do you think is the remedy? I'd love to hear all points of view. Until next time, appreciate you. Stay safe, stay well, and let's be nice to each other. Thank you.